0: first and
1: foremost, hope you had a great Father's Day weekend day, Steve Versnick, Uh You like me, did virtually nothing
2: <laughs> for the first time in a long time. I did almost nothing except yeah. this podcast. Now,
1: yeah, people don't realize how how much you work in particular, and, and of course both of us do. But it was it was a nice day, lots going on, right? You had the, you had the Rays, of course. The the Lightning game was on uh, Saturday night, but uh, U.S. Open golf that was interesting with John Rahm winning mm-hmm. that one. Um, it was, it was just a perfect day. At one point I had the NBA, uh, I had, uh, had the golf and the Rays all at one time. Uh, and it was, it was just like, I was, I was good, man. I didn't need, I didn't had breakfast with the kids, did all that in the morning, you know? And then I was just kind of like,
2: okay, my time.
1: <laughs> I mean, dads don't want a lot, right? They just well, want time. Like,
2: and it was so humid today too. It was like, I don't oh, want to be outside, man.
1: Jeez. What happened there? <laughs> Whoa. Wow yeah hello august like uh, you're you're a month early like go away you know it's like that that uh, the visitor you're not expecting right That just knocks on the door you're like no um but yeah that was it was a tough day but man what a weekend okay best and worst of the weekend i'm gonna i'm gonna give you mine uh the best was probably let's say the lightnings two to one win over the islanders that's since we last got together that was would have been what Thursday thursday night, night yeah yeah, with well, that Braden Point goal was unbelievable. He's cross-checked, he's fallen on the ice, and he scores the what turned out to be the game winner. Also, the best was would have been the next game, um, which would have been uh, I guess what a Saturday night. Yep. They lost Ryan, two. Ryan 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 oh. Pollock diving across that empty net to make that game. I saving. thought we were
2: going to overtime. I thought, oh, my oh I'm going to be here a while tonight because it's going to OT. I mean, this, this, what a beautiful this. spinorama oh. and Pollock with a perfect block. I mean,
1: yeah. Because Varlamov was
2: beat. He went way out of his crease and was oh, co- yeah. completely beat.
1: Yeah, he tried to avoid Brock Nelson, who was diving in front of him, to try to block the forehand, and that's when McDonough spun around the other way. And uh, McDonough was just trying to throw it on the net, but he didn't. I don't think he realized the net was open. And then uh, that was great. The worst of the weekend, and we'll talk about all these things in detail, the Rays lost road trip. My goodness, after beating the White Sox on the opening game of this road trip, they lost six in a row, including four in the last at bat.
2: Four walk-off losses on this trip. Oh,
1: uh, And the last one may have been one of the worst. I mean, it was a walk-off
2: grand slam, for goodness sakes. To a guy that shouldn't a, be hitting grand slams.
1: Right, right. <laughs> I mean,
2: mean, it wasn't like it was their big boys up there.
1: And, I mean, granted, like, you know, Diego Castillo, actually, to be honest with you, the hitter before that, uh, whoever the home plate umpire should missed have been the yeah, Should I, have been called oh, out, yeah was a strikeout, and, and I mean it wasn't worked... even close. It was no, it was he painted it, and it was right inside the zone, and he missed the call, and he wound up walking the bases loaded, and then of course but, it's always the next guy that that does made it
2: one two. Throw a strike in your next three pitches. You're
1: right. No, you're right. He didn't. He didn't throw a competitive pitch after that. Like yeah. not even one that the guy would right. offer at. You know, so it was his fault uh, ultimately. But you know, and that was the thing. Like all, all weekend long, it seemed like the Mariners had guys on base. A lot of guys on base. They found a lot of holes. Um and, and then when they hit the home runs there were, you know, they were there were grand slams. I mean there were bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Josh so,
2: Fleming gave up a grand slam on what Saturday? Yeah. Now he stayed in what till the seventh inning. I mean you sure. know, after that he found his stuff and was good and ate up a lot mm-hmm. of innings, which helps. But Right. You know, yeah. I mean you can give up solo home runs. It's the three and four run shots that kill you.
1: Right. And they were doing that with walks and some some like I said, some seeing eye hits. But yes, Shed Long Junior, if you had him in the in the grand slam walk off pull, good for you. But um and in the race, you know, when they would get in these extra inning games, they they couldn't score. I mean and there's a lot of ways you can play it. I mean, when, when Seattle was in that situation, now it's a lot easier when you're a home team and you know you you put up a goose egg, you know, in the tenth inning, so uh, they get the designated runner on and then Dylan Moore drops a bunt, right? Um and then, you know, but Castillo, he, like I said, he was one strike away from getting out of it. And uh, then he ended up with the bases loaded and, um, you know, the two outs and then the bomb. It was just so. So now six game losing streak. That's the longest since they lost eight straight in 2018. I remember that uh, dropped them to 43 and 30 and they uh kept them in second place heading in the series with how about this? The first place Red Sox. I never would have guessed that in the American League East, I would have told you the Yankees, sure, who aren't out of it, by the way. Toronto, yeah, absolutely. How in the name are, are, are the Red Sox playing as well and keeping pace and actually exceeding it uh, from the Rays right now?
2: Well, we're going to see because here's the thing. They haven't spent a lot of time playing teams like the Rays or the Yankees. That's, true. I That's mean, true. You know, most of their early season schedule has been the lighter part of their schedule when it comes to the, the teams yeah. they're playing. Now, mm-hmm. you beat the teams you play, and they're doing yeah,
1: absolutely. So yeah.
2: you can't take anything away from them. But we're going to see now, because I think what well, they've played the Rays three times, I think they've played the Yankees three times, yeah. which means you've got 15 to 16 times more with both those teams still to go this season. So, yeah,
1: that's the first series with the Red Sox, right? right. I yeah, mean, they, or yeah. it
2: was early in the season. It was, you know, it, well, it there, wasn't opening day, but it was, yeah, it might have been yeah. the second series, actually. I think they went Florida to Boston, if I recall.
1: Right. I think you're right, yep. Um,
2: so – you know, kudos to the Red Sox is they're they're beating who they're supposed to be, beat. You know, mm-hmm. now when they start playing the the better teams on their schedule, then we'll start seeing how they do. Now they they played some teams like the Astros recently and stuff, and they're holding their own. So, you know, kudos to them. Uh, in, in, in reference to the Rays, this is why you get off to hot starts and want and want to rack up a lot of wins early because you're going to hit some skids six in a row. You'd rather not. But you're going to hit skids. And, you know, on mm-hmm. a West Coast trip, they, the Rays throughout history don't always do very well on the West Coast. Yeah. Maybe the last few years has been better. Last year, of course, you didn't even play in the, the Western divisions. So, you know, are you panicked yet with six losses in a row? No. Are, are you a little concerned at how the bullpen is, is performing right now? Yeah. Um, are you really concerned at how you're going to fill Tyler Glasnow's innings and impact on this team? Absolutely. Yeah, and and I think you know, and it, we'll get into this more tomorrow. But the move that was reported now Sunday night, who's coming up for Tuesday's game? Is if we don't have enough pitching, we better get some offense.
1: Wonder Vision, baby.
2: It's a wonderful day, I think, is how the Rays Twitter feed <laughs> put it, or something. Or we, I think they said we have some wonderful news.
1: <laughs> wonderful news,
2: yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little more tomorrow with Wander Franco coming up for Tuesday's game. The Rays are off tonight. Uh, anytime you return from the West Coast, you always get a day off. So,
1: look these games. These games literally could have gone either way. When you're mm-hmm. talking about you know walk offs and things like that, it's unusual to get that many in such a short of time. Much less that many you know in 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 a, in a week or so. Well, in a few of those but,
2: games, they had big comebacks too.
1: Well, that was the thing. They were down seven two in one of them, mm-hmm. and then and tied it up. So they they had some some outstanding you know uh, efforts, right? And 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 like you said, to your point. Um, Josh Fleming, you know, he's got a 2 nothing lead, and he gets a couple of guys on, and then the Grand Slam is what, you know, it just seemed like every time that Seattle had a big fly they had men on, the Rays really didn't get a lot of base runners. That was the difference, I think, especially in the Seattle series. They just didn't get enough guys in front of the guys that would come up with a big fly. Now, you know, good news, right? You take the good with the bad. Shane McClanahan had his best start. I mean, I thought he was great. He took a 2-1 lead in the seventh, you know. Which has been great because um,
2: this- his last few starts have been a little shakier. Yeah. Um, and, and that's part of the evolution of a young pitcher, too. Absolutely. He came up dealing Absolutely. and did very well. Mm-hmm. Hitters start making mm-hmm. adjustments to you. They and, did. And learning you. And so now it's your turn to start making adjustments back. And so Shane right. struggled in a few starts. And now you're starting to see, mm-hmm. okay, he's starting to make some adjustments, and which is a good sign. I mean, that's the ebbs and flows of a baseball season, career, et cetera, is, it's, it's a game of adjustments. Um, right. And a lot of times they're little adjustments, but – you know, when you're new, people don't have a book on you. They'll get it pretty quick when you're good. Oh, yeah, they do. And then you better adjust. You know, I, right. I, I think we've seen a little of that with Randy Rosarina this year. Oh, sure. I mean, sure. look at how he did last year, and now there's a book on him. And so, you know, it's up to him to make adjustments, and he's having a good season. I wouldn't say great, mm-hmm. but he's having a good season, and he's right. making adjustments, and that's, that's the ebbs and flows of a career, of a baseball season, of, of a player, and, 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 and how the league adjusts to you. For
1: McClanahan, um his problem uh, of late had been um, he 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 was throwing everything um, pretty well, and he was getting head of hitters uh, for a while, and then and then he start stopped getting strike one. And what they did was they they basically I was listening to Kevin Cash before the game and was saying, look, I don't care what you throw, you know, if you want to throw slider, fastball, change up, whatever. But you need to get strike one and get it get it early because then you then then everything works for you. But but you know he was getting behind guys and then having to come in with the fastball and it doesn't matter if you throw a hundred, you know they're gonna they're gonna knock you around a little bit. And mostly he was just adding too many base runners, you know, to to the recipe. And so uh, McClanahan he was great. He was he was attacking hitters. He was around the zone. He, he mixed up his pitches. Um, you know he. Uh, the strikeouts were up, and so, you know, he's given up. The one thing he's done is he's given up. He's given up the long ball. He's given up uh, four games in a row now. He's given up at least one home run, so that's something that he'd like to uh, to cut back on. But here's the deal, the, and and I want to ask you this because I I don't know. It's hard to look. Each game had its own set of circumstances and and, and the way it evolved and the way they lost. However. It's undeniable. They have not won since Tyler Glass now since news of his injury came out. Have not won. And, you know, it, it is a tough road trip. It's a long way. It's the farthest they're going to go to Seattle. This is a brutal flight home when you've just been swept by the Mariners and, and you've lost six in a row and you're coming home. I mean, that that's, seems interminable, that flight. But there's a little negativity, a little adversity to their season, a lot of adversity to their season. They don't know exactly how they're going to cover these innings. They don't, you know, you hope Michael Waka uh has done it before and that he can build up and, and go deep. You hope Shane McClanahan who who showed signs of that but is still a very young pitcher. You may have to go make a deal for a guy, you know, for for a front edge star. I know Mark Tompkin had a picture of Max Scherzer in the paper and everybody got excited about that. Like, whoa, would they really would they really make some kind of deal for Max? Even though it would be a rental? Um maybe you know like this is what these next few weeks are about like how are they going how are they going to do this and and part of the reason maybe why the bullpen uh could sputter here is because they're going to be used too much you know mm-hmm. uh, and these guys have been lights out i mean you look at it's ridiculous what their era was um you know uh, all the all, all the numbers you can think of batting average against and all that they've been carried by their bullpen it's been phenomenal but you lost the ace you lost the one guy that every four or five days was going to go out there and throw you seven of the best innings you could hope for, and now somebody has to pick that up, or a bunch of somebody's has to pick that up. And what happens over these next few weeks is going to determine whether the Rays are going to have to go out and deal some prospects and try to get some people, you know, try to get some front-line pitchers, or um, can, can they mix it up with what they got?
2: And I don't know the answer to that right now. I don't think they do, and I think that's why some of the moves they're making now with Drew Rasmussen coming up, Yeah, with And like I said, we'll talk a little more about Wander tomorrow. But I think that's a big part of trying to figure out what they have. Yes. Um, And And trying
1: to maintain what they have, which is they they got a chance to win the American
2: League East and the American League. Absolutely. Um, I I think the first few games of this losing streak, I think the Tyler Glassnell news impacted emotionally.
1: I do too. I do too. Um,
2: I I think that first game or two after, they just didn't look the same. Um, I agree. And I think – you know, it's not that your season's lost or over, but you know that the biggest part of your pitching staff, particularly in eating innings and a ball you know, a bulk guy or starter or whatever you want to classify them is out for the season. Maybe you'll get him back late or by the playoffs, but that was seems doubtful even.
0: It's but I think punch. there's a chance. It it's absolutely it's a, it's gut, a punch.
2: gut punch. And and, and you're the on the road happened. and you're playing a good team in the White Sox. Yep. And they took advantage of it. And, and yep. you know, that's part of, like I said, the ups and flow. You're going to have gut punches. You're going to have things. And Oh, how sure. You respond it's adversity.
1: It. How do you respond mm-hmm. to the adversity? And I think that they tried, um, you know, they came out every night and they played their butts off and they got games late and they, they had chances to win each one of them. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, the bullpen, they weren't able to score in the extra innings and then the bullpen mm-hmm. pen eventually gave it up, which, listen, when you start with a runner on second base and nobody out, okay, that's the idea. You're supposed to score the guy. I mean, that's why yep. they're – they're doing it to get these games over with. Um, but, so, if but when v- you don't team, and you're
2: the visiting team, then the other oh. the home team has a huge advantage at that
1: point. Yeah, you, that, that's why you're going to have so many walk offs because you didn't score. You know, you have to set the tone for the other team and put pressure on them by scoring at least one run, if not more, and, and then the pendulum swings back. But it's hard to win. It was always hard to win an extra inning game on the road because they always got the last at bat. But now, um, yeah, when they're when they're starting with a man on second and you get a goose egg in, in the tenth. Um, you know I don't know what the numbers are but they're not going to be good for the visitors so um, you know it was a it was a, it was a tough weekend and and you know I, I know that they had been so hot that they were bound to come back to earth it's just I can't help but think that that this is a, a, a you know it's a game played by humans and they have real emotions and and um, you know there's momentum we've talked about momentum in sports it can and it can evaporate just as quickly as you have it. And you can't put your finger on why, but you just gotta keep going, and you know they will i mean this is a big series i think there's I think it's good that they're playing uh, a series that that matters, you know and it's at home and um you know they don't have time to to wallow and 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 uh lick their wounds really very long after a long flight home um but you know all of that has to be uh, has to be turned around it's not easy sometimes when it gets rolling in the wrong direction, which brings me to. The Tampa Bay Lightning, which I thought the game they played, it would have been what, Friday night, I Thursday, want to say? Thursday night. Thursday night. The game they played Thursday night, I thought, was one of the best games I've ever seen them play. I thought they were terrific. And it was a clinic what they did in the third period sitting on the 2-1 to lead, mm-hmm. an absolute clinic. And, and no, Even that the goal wasn't...
2: they gave up, I mean, it was really a mistake on Chernak is why they gave up the Absolutely. Goal. It wasn't Absolutely. anything that the Islanders necessarily did.
1: No, no, and and yet, you know, that was a huge win, obviously. They're second in a row after evening the series in Tampa, and they're up two one, which is what they have done. Um, and you know, and then then the, obviously, the Islanders were a desperate team. I mean, if they lose that game and it's three-1 Tampa, you know they've got to win three in a row, and that's not going to happen. and they knew it. so they they played with, I thought, more desperation. First period wasn't great. Second period was an abomination. Um, but they're down three goals. And, and I was like, okay, well, you know, next goal, take Vasilevsky out. Like, it was one of those games where you just did not feel like that they were they were going to make anything happen. And then before you know it, with you know, within the first seven minutes of the third period, they got two goals.
2: Well, Braden Point then, comes down one on five and shoots the puck. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, there was no other Lightning player anywhere on that half of the ice. I know. And he gets the goal. And then they get the second. So then that's three to two. And right. I thought Kucherov was tying it with about what five minutes left. Oh yeah, he was wide open in the slot there, and Varlamov yep. got over and blocked it. It was a nice save. Uh, yeah, and then of course the ending play with McDonough. Um, Jeez. Like I said, what a what a pass by Kucherov, what a yep. play by McDonough, and then what a block by Pellet.
1: Yeah, it was a great hockey play off, all the way around. Off. All the way around, it was just a great finish to a, to to an exciting game. Um, especially in the third period. Now, you know, if if they blow that 3-0 lead, it doesn't mean that the the Lightning win in overtime. I'll bet you the momentum is such, though, that the air is out of that building and they absolutely win it in overtime. And that would have been, of course, as deflating as it can be. So what have you made of the Islanders so far? Um, We knew they were a good hockey team. They were here last year. They're trying to take one more step that the Lightning was able to take on them Mm -hmm. and get to the final. Um, They certainly learned from that experience. You have to beat them. They're not going to give you very much. Nope. Um, I thought the Lightning has made the adjustment and you know trying to 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 chip you know the pucks deep and go after them and grind them and get they need but the Lightning need more zone time. I think. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be a six or seven game series. I think we knew that right going into it.
2: Yeah, I think if you you know if you want to be honest, what you thought it was going to be at least six games, if not go to seven. I mean, two teams that went what six games last season. In the bubble, the light yeah. came out on top. You know the Islanders are a really well coached team, well structured team. Um, you know you playing in home arenas, so you're playing in that loud barn up there, which is the smallest in the NHL. Um, but it's also means low ceilings and the ra- the crowd is right on top of everybody, and it gets really loud in there. So yeah, I mean this was always going to be a six or game seven game series. What I took from from game four particularly. The Lightning came out early. They were shooting a lot, but there wasn't a lot of dangerous chances, and, and so there was a little bit of fool's goal. They I think, they outshot them like eleven to four in the first period, right? But it wasn't really like Sworing the Lightning were dominating chances. play and, and outplaying mm-hmm. the Islanders. It was kind of back and forth, whatever. The Lightning second period was an abomination. I, th- you know, I, I yeah. think that you used that term earlier, and that was, you know, that was that's the worst period I th- think they've played in this playoffs. There may have been one against Florida that was pretty bad, if I recall. Um, yeah. They had a stretch against Florida that was bad, and then for five minutes they f- fixed it and evened up the series or evened up the game, if right. I recall. They, they, I mean, they just got away. They were, it was the passes weren't crisp and turnovers. I mean, what they had nine giveaways in the first period, eight in the second. I mean, seventeen, chasing, 17 were, giveaways in the first two periods is not the way the Lightning play hockey. No,
1: it, 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 they were chasing the puck. You know what it looked like? It looked like a five-on-five power play, like. You know mm-hmm. it did make sense because you were five on five, but they were they were having to chase um the islanders around as if it as if they had a man advantage that's what it felt like
2: yeah, nothing was in rhythm, nothing was Mm-mm. passes weren't in people in players skates behind no. them no. Um, too far out in front of them just just in and, and some of the decisions in their own zone you know yeah. it, you know when when things aren't going right, make the simple play, get it out quit trying to skate around and, and, and turn the puck over and then give them scoring chances. Right. Um, but then then you look at the third period and they they turned it around. I mean, they came out and said this game isn't over. You know, kudos to them to get two quick goals and look at the end of the day you were a, a defenseman blocking the shot at the end of regulation to, to uh, sending it to overtime in a game you didn't play very well in overall. And Nikita yeah. Kucherov I thought had his worst game of the playoffs. He did. Um you know, I mean, Braden Point still seems to impress. Although I didn't think he had a great game, but he I mean, he was he was all yeah. over the ice. I mean, he may have been the best seven games player. in a row, yeah.
1: seven games in a row. This guy has scored in the playoffs. Yep. It's unbelievable. It,
2: it's he's incredible. Um, but you know, you didn't play very well, and yet you were a defenseman's block shot away from uh, of, a, of a wide open net of sending forcing it to overtime.
1: overtime. Yeah. I and mean, maybe a three. I still
2: lead. don't know if the Islanders have enough high end skill to beat the Lightning four out of seven. We'll see. I mean, now it's a best of three. Yeah. So I guess now you just got to do it twice in the next three games. Right. You know, but and I, two of those are in Tampa, right? Yes. Game five tonight will be in Tampa, mm-hmm. and then game seven on Friday, if, if necessary, necessary, will be game right. six is in uh, in the Nassau Coliseum on Wednesday right. night. So all of them eight o'clock starts this week. So
1: yeah. Well, it's been an exciting series so far, um, best of three, the way the Lightning have played all season I, I, and the experience they have. Although, you know, don't forget, the Islanders have been here before. They're trying to make one mm-hmm. more step, and they yep. learned a lot from last year, I'm sure. Yep.
2: Well, and we're going to test that. Look, the Lightning now in the last two postseasons are 10-0 and after a loss.
1: Yeah. How long can that so last, they've right?
2: Got a game to, well, if that continues, they'll advance in the series. Agree. Because they'll, they'll win Game 5, and even if they lose Game 6, that means you no, win Game, game seven, 7 if that streak's right. going to continue. And the Lightning, as we said after Game 1, I, I don't know who will win the game tonight, but I can tell you the Lightning will have a better effort than they did in Game 4.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, what the,
2: what the Islanders do and how the puck bounces and you know how games are called, and there's lots of things that go into it. Mm-hmm. But I know in watching the Lightning the last two postseasons – when they come off a loss, they have a much better effort that next game. Now, right. the last two postseasons it's meant they've won the game. I don't know if right. they'll continue tonight, but I'm pretty confident in saying they'll have a better effort than they did on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you just need the bounces and you give the other guys credit, like like you said, like the save that was made um, changed, changed perhaps the whole game and maybe history. Maybe we'll look back on that play and that save, um, you know, that – that will be the Islanders highlight uh, for them going to play in the Stanley cup. You'll see it a million times. So you just never know which play is going to be the one that, um, that turns the series around. So before we get out of here um, and this happened late last week, uh, if you wanted to go see Tom Brady play a game at Raymond James stadium, you either have to uh, have a season pass or a heck of a lot of money or connections or all three, because all tickets and I mean, every ticket, at least the ones that they don't give to the other team, et cetera. They're all sold to season pass holders. They, they have no seats available. And, and this is a 65,890-seat stadium at Raymond James.
2: They have a wait list.
1: A wait list. How about that? First time since, what, 03? The year after they won the Super Bowl? I, I
2: believe so, yes.
1: Yeah. That's recording my story anyway. Hope, hope that's true. <laughs> um, and so, so, you know um, – I mean, it is is it's momentous, and that's the the word that uh, Brian Ford used when describing it. Um, but you know, we knew that the NFL is going to play with full stadiums. Um, you know, uh, now here's the thing, and people may have this question. This is a mailbag question. I, mean, we, we, I probably should save it, but I will save it. Um, let's just say that if you're vaccinated, um, you can. Go to the game. You don't need to wear a mask. You, you won't necessarily be separated or anything like that. If you're unvaccinated, uh, the rules are a little different, and you do have to wear a mask. We'll get into later how they're going to determine that. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know for for a team that went all the way to the Super Bowl last year, had what 2,4835 were in attendance at the Super Bowl. That was the largest crowd that they had the entire season at home, at least, and you know, they raise ticket prices anywhere from ten to forty five percent. Um so they got the wait list now. But listen, I mean everybody wants to see the bucks and for good reason. Uh and you gotta go back a long time I and mean, this is a franchise that since two thousand and ten they've never finished higher or uh, higher than twenty ninth in home attendance well, I, I stand corrected. They were twenty sixth in two thousand fifteen, but for the most part they were around twenty ninth, thirtieth, thirty first. Um I mean, you got to go a long time. 2008 is the last time that they averaged more than 64,000 fans. So that, that's how long it has been since we have seen or heard Raymond James Stadium coming apart with all the, all the people. It's going to be a neat atmosphere, and I think one that has uh, you know, is, is, is been long overdue for this franchise.
2: Well, and presumably, too, with every seat being sold out to either sponsors or season ticket holders. Right that the crowds are going to be predominantly bucks crowds you even think. even when some of the other teams come in now, some will sell their tickets for certain games and absolutely, and there will be some, but you're not going to have the you know when Pittsburgh comes to town and the whole stadium's black and gold, or right. you know Green Bay or name your team that you know Dallas Cowboys come in here, and yeah, you know granted that's opening night, that's a whole different that that'll definitely sure. be almost all bucks fans, I'm sure.
1: You would imagine. All the Cowboy fans travel well. They so, travel well, sure, but the question here. is how
2: many people are going to sell their tickets for that night when you raise the banner. Well,
1: I wouldn't think opening night. Not, you know, I'm not naive. I know that there will well, be, be season some. ticket holders that will say, look, uh, these prices on on uh, secondary market here are so great that it will pay for my season tickets for the whole year. Yep, yep. If I give up my, my Cowboys tickets or maybe it's the Saints or maybe it's whatever, um, you know, the Giants. Uh, so it's possible that you know that, that that fans can and do they always have whether it's hockey or whatever, um, you know we'll sell some some tickets during certain games but um, it's it's still you know that would happen even in the past back in the days when when Dungy was winning and then Gruden it still is predominantly you don't see the lower bowl filled with green and gold I mean that's that's the sort of thing that that used to happen whether it was the mm-hmm. Bears or the Packers mm-hmm. or something. I don't think you'll see that. I think you'll see a predominantly Bucks crowd that'll be into it. It'll they be great. didn't get. They didn't get to see this team last year. Exactly. You know, what I mean, so few people got to ever see them, and and they 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 come into the stadium with a team that are the defending Super Bowl champs, and there's a point of pride there and excitement and Tom Brady still here and 22 starters back. I mean, all of that, right? It's just it's a it's a great thing for the franchise. Hopefully it'll be great for the fans. And I think, you know, in the NFL, I think home field matters. I think there is a home field advantage in the national football league. I think it's hard to win on the road. Uh, maybe not as hard last year because frankly, nobody was in the building. Um, and that probably helped them in New York when they beat the giants. And it probably helped them, um, in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. uh, even though there were fans in the, you know, with the saints, it wasn't like a sold out Superdome. Um, there was loud in Green Bay, but they were banging placards on the seats and you know, it still wasn't what it would have been with seventy thousand people. So, you know, all of that mattered, and it'll matter in a good way for for the Bucks when they're at home. So, I, I'm just I just want to see it. You know, I, I we took all this stuff for granted. You know, uh, before COVID and sports is about energy. It's about excitement. You can't script this stuff. You know, the games we talk about on this podcast, uh, the save that was made the other night. I mean, that's that's the that's why we love sports. That's why we love live television, right? It's the only television that's really live, um, and and uh, and not scripted. And it, it's just it's going to be great to have the full atmosphere with um, with the crowds and and uh, you know all the pageantry and the colors and all of that that goes with it. I know the same is true with college football. Will be really neat to see uh, stadiums full there as well. So. Good for the Bucks fans, get your get on that uh, season ticket waiting list if you're so, so inclined, but um, you'll need $100 and and they'll apply it towards whatever tickets you got going. I remember the last time they had a billboard outside in 2003 at one point that said 100,000 season ticket waiting list. And those required a $50 deposit, so it's very possible I, I don't have any reason to think they were lying about it, but um, I could see that happening again. I mean, I could see that excitement being at least as long as Tom Brady is here, which looks like it'll be another year or two.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: All right, so uh, listen, before I go, I just wanted to say goodbye, good luck. Uh, I'm leaving the podcast for a week. No, two weeks. Two weeks. Thanks. Two weeks. I'll, you might yeah, hear thanks. my voice. Thanks. Yes, well, hey, it's <laughs> it's now or never, and I and never was a possibility, but um, I've decided with my family. You know, it's been we haven't gone anywhere for two years or so it seems, and uh, we we're actually gonna gonna be together as a family. and We're gonna do something, and, and um, so I, I think gonna,
2: there's only been we've been doing this podcast for three or four years now.
1: Oh, at least. Well, when was the Minnesota Super Bowl? That's when we started together, me and you at least.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. And then we started before that with uh, with Tom. With Tom,
1: we did a year. So, I mean, we've done. But I want to say
2: you've only taken like a week off from this podcast. I think think that's true. I think a couple years ago, it was when the Jameis News broke that you were taking vacation and doing a couple podcasts.
1: (laughs) I did do a couple from Hawaii, and it was six hours. It was actually, I actually kind of liked it. It was bad for you because I was like, Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Six hours time difference. It'll be about five o'clock. my It's like 1130 in your time. So, yeah, it was it was weird. But um, I remember doing Dan Patrick about Jameis Winston. That's the old story where I was on a flight and was taking off when I found out he was suspended three games. But um, we would record and and, uh, and we've done some of that, too. Um, you'll, so, like I said, you'll hear my voice. You'll see some hear some interviews maybe while I'm gone but um we would we would do shows in advance for so either one of us could take off we we didn't we didn 't skip this podcast we 're not going to now um maybe july fourth'll we'll, we'll have a holiday like everybody else, but for the most part yeah i'm uh and i'm turning the keys over to you. You can do whatever you want uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about that um and who knows where what 's going to happen right I mean the lightning or Right in the middle of the playoffs, obviously they could yeah. be in the Stanley Cup before I get back, or could be done with the Stanley Cup before I get back. Um, Wander Franco could be an All Star. I don't know. Who, who knows what could happen?
2: Yeah. So yeah. So I think this is like I said. I think you've taken a week or two. Yeah. Um, I haven't taken. There's been a couple of shows I I, you know, it wasn't live for taping, but I actually edited them and everything else. So yeah. I'm actually going to take a week or two later this summer. So that be great. Um, For the first time, and like I said, we've been doing this nonstop for three or four years now at least, if not longer. Yeah. Um, and even though you've taken vacation from writing at the paper, but you've still done the still the done podcast, brackets. and, and yeah. I've still been here every night. And uh, yeah. it's a grind. It's fun. I mean, we love doing this. It's oh, know, yeah. part of the highlights of the day. But it does become a grind, and getting a yeah. week or two off will be nice. And like I said, you're going to take the next two, yeah. um, although we have a couple things pre-taped, so you'll hear your voice a little bit. And then I'm going to take a yeah. week or two later this summer, so
1: right no we we are global we we are i mean, I think I have counted uh six or seven countries people have written us and said that they listen to us um on the podcast. It's a great thing about podcasts you' can, such a great reach all around the world, so yeah, it's kind of neat, but uh, anyway, enjoy uh, again. I hope you had a great father's day. I hope you had a great weekend, and Steve will be with you the rest of the week yeah we'll see if this
2: podcast is still around by the time you get back (laughs) well please we may have shut it down who knows yeah
1: well (laughs) we'll be starting it back up i assure you because i have too much fun doing it but uh but yeah so anyway enjoy the week uh thanks for listening for steve burstink i'm rick stroud of the tampa bay times have a great day everybody